No heroics now, the robber warned. His voice was muffled by the makeshift hood he wore. The rough sacking danced in and out around his mouth as he breathed and spoke. You'll live as long as you cooperate. The engine driver was all for that. He nodded quickly to show that he understood what the other man was saying. You'll get no trouble from us, he said. But silently he was cursing the pinpushers back at the Texas and Pacific's headquarters. They never should have built this seven-mile stretch of track along the flat, winding course that twisted in a series of lazy S-bends between these two wooded downgrades. Tunnel through the hills. Swing around them if you had to. But running the rails along the bed of this desolate gully, where no one ever came, and in which a body was completely invisible from the flats beyond, was just begging for trouble. One of the robbers outside yelled orders to the rest of them. Like a well-oiled machine, they immediately went into action. Four of them dismounted and boarded the train, taking one carriage each. The others followed their leader further down towards the locked express car. The driver swallowed hard. He'd only had his hands up for a couple of minutes, but already his arms were aching. He was a thinnish fellow, fifty years old, with a wrinkled skin the texture of saddle leather. The fireman, by contrast, was big-shouldered, red-faced, a decade younger than the driver, and built like an ox. Both railroaders stiffened when they heard a few startled screams issue from the Pullmans, followed by one or two cries of defiance from some of the gutsier passengers. There was some more shouting from the robbers, who'd been dispatched to keep order among them, a gunshot, then more horrified screaming. The firemen deflated some more, said again, Oh, hell! The rest of the robbers finally reached the express car. Rain dripped from their hat brims and pebbled their oil skins. There was another rumble of thunder from above, where stormheads chased each other across the leaden sky. It sounded like cannon fire. Holy Tapworth, the conductor, appeared in the doorway of the caboose, which was coupled directly behind the express car. Holy was a fifty-five-year-old black man with white hair peeking out from beneath his cap and a smart blue uniform hanging on his gangling frame. A long-time employee of the Texas and Pacific, he took his job as conductor of the train seriously. That's why he was holding a Winchester repeater in his bony fists as he stepped out onto the wind-whipped platform. All right, you fellers, that's far enough. One of the robbers swung his attention from the express car to the conductor. He had a greener shotgun nestled across his lap with the triggers already cocked. With hardly a pause, he brought the scatter gun up on Ole and let go both barrels. The two sixteen-gauge shells blasted Ole back through the doorway in a reddened cloud. Buckshot peppered the wood to either side of the portal, leaving it ragged. Almost cut in half, the conductor died instantly. As the shotgunner broke open the greener, ejected the two spent cases and thumbed in reloads, the lead robber hipped his soaking mount up to the side of the express car, banging one gloved palm against the sliding door three times. Open up in there. Come on now, we haven't got all day.
and the express car was a long, sturdy carriage built from wood and strapped steel, and painted the same kind of dull red as dried blood. It was featureless save for the small barred windows set high in the walls and a little stub of stovepipe projecting from the slanting roof, puffing smoke into the rain. Come on now, the robber yelled again, impatience clear in his low, deep voice. You either come on out or we come on in. There was some shifting about in there. The robbers heard some hasty bootfalls and the car swayed lazily on thick iron springs, but the sliding door remained locked shut. The boss robber turned to the man beside him. He was damned if he'd stay out here much longer. Apart from anything else, he just didn't have the time. All right, he said calmer. Break out the dynamite.